Welcome to the All In for Citrus podcast, the latest on citrus research from the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences statewide citrus team in partnership with Southeast Agnet Radio Network. Welcome to the All In for Citrus podcast. I'm your host, Frank Giles. This month, we're going to be taking a look at a new product called Canopy Assist. It is a technology that allows growers to take a closer look and get a better handle on the health of their citrus trees as they apply new therapies like trunk injection and the plant growth regulators. Uh, We have mentioned it a couple times in previous episodes, but this month we're going to take a deep dive Uh, Michael Rogers, the director of the Citrus Research and Education Center in Lake Alford, will be leading a discussion with Tripti Bashith, who has been involved with the development of the application, and Amit Levy. So they will be discussing and really getting into depth of what the technology is, how to use it, and how it could benefit citrus growers. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Michael. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Citrus Conversations. And today we're talking about a new program that's being rolled out by our IFAS Citrus Extension programs. Uh, this is the Canopy Assist program. And the purpose we'll, talk, we'll get into is uh, looking at ways to help growers collect data on the health of their groves and uh, are the groves improving based on the different practices being used and uh, you know maybe what they can focus more on in the future. Uh, and all this, again, is to help us uh, live with HLB in our citrus groves throughout Florida. Joining me today, uh, I have two faculty members who are involved in this program. Uh, the first is Dr. Tripti Vashisht, an associate professor of horticultural sciences here at the Citrus Research and Education Center, and then also Dr. Amit Levy, an assistant professor of plant pathology also here at the CREC. So welcome to you both. Thank you. And so I want to start out with uh, Dr. Vashish. If you'll just tell us a little bit of the basics about this Canopy Assist program and, uh, you know, what in general, what, what is this program, the goals of the program? Yeah, so with this program, our goal is to uh, make a tool available to our growers so they can monitor the tree health. Um, for their HLB-affected trees specifically because we know the tree health is very important and with this tool they'll be able to monitor it over a long time and make uh, decisions based on how their tree is performing. If they have made a change in their growth management practices, is that helping in improving the canopy? And therefore, um, they can just make more informed decisions. Yeah, and so this is probably not going to be a, a once-and-done type program. You're yeah. looking at generating a number of, of data points over time. Exactly. So, of course, first measurement would set a baseline on what is it right now. And then over time, you can see, is it improving? Now, going into winters, we know there is a slight decrease in the canopy. But then getting again back in spring next year, you will see between this year to next year how much your trees improved. And we know more leaves means there is more potential of fruit. So that's what I guess ultimately growers would like to know. But canopy health is the best way for HLB-affected trees. Uh, to be quantitatively evaluated for health. Yeah, and I, I know um, with this hurricane we had this past season, across the state we saw you know 60, 70 percent fruit drop. Um, trees lost a lot of their canopy, so we do expect trees this coming year should look better than last year. But yeah. it, it's tough to you know just eyeball it and say, yeah, my grove is definitely doing better, and it's because of this this treatment I'm applying or whatever. 
And so I think this, what, what it sounds like, this is giving growers a tool to actually put some data behind that, not just eyeballing it, but over time to determine. Exactly, and that's the point because the old method of disease index rating, which people have used, and it is a good method, but it's quite subjective. And the issue with that, like you said, it's if you look at a tree and you are just making a guess how it is looking. Now, if you are in summer after a lot of rain, everything looks good. And uh, or depending on which grove you went to last and how this grove looks, you know, there is a human element to all of that. So by giving this tool, we are hoping that growers will have a quantitative measurement for tracking the progress overall. Yeah, and so I know one of the goals is, you know, grow, everybody's struggling right now with cost and trying to do what's most cost effective to stay in business. So this will be one way to help, uh, uh, you know, try to plan ahead and, and determine if what you're doing makes sense or if you need to change things up, maybe reduce cost. Um, but is this method for the growers, is it going to be cheap or is it going to be, you know, you, they don't want to spend too much more money on, on additional <laughs> things in their groves. So this method is going to be very, very cheap and we'll, um, so basically they can use their smartphones, which they, most of the people already have. And then with the use of selfie stick, uh, it's a, a, a free a tool for the growers that and we will be working in providing them these numbers so for growers it's a free okay uh, tool yeah and so um, I want to stop real quick before we go too far into the program and, and uh, Dr. Levy can you tell us a little bit about how this came about you know the science you were involved in all the science in developing uh, this this canopy assessment method and so why did you get involved in doing that what was the goal there yeah okay so for us really um, it all started from a very basic work that we were doing in the lab. We were working on uh, one of those USDA grant proposals and we were studying the basic science of HLB disease and what's going on in the tree. And our uh, program was to understand the interaction between the bacteria and the phloem. And part of this work was to uh, use microscopy and to examine uh, the phloem and the bacteria inside the tree. So we were doing a lot of this kind of work. And one thing that uh, we saw that was very, very surprising for us and we didn't expect was that when we looked at the leaves again and again, we didn't see any bacteria inside. Another leaf and another leaf and no bacteria. Sometimes we would see a little, maybe once in 10 leaves, but the vast majority, we couldn't see any bacteria inside. And what we could see very clearly was the disease, was the effect on the tree side, how the tree reacts, because the phloem was plugged, some of the phloem collapsed. That was very clear. You could see that it's sick, but the bacteria was not the main factor there. Yeah, I think that's really important for our growers because we, we really don't care what how many bacteria are there. It's all about the health of the tree yeah. and are they going to produce fruit. So again, you're, you're looking at disease symptoms more than just the presence of the bacteria. Yeah, I always like to think of it like when we are sick, we do not go and count how much virus we have. We measure our body temperature. We want to know if our body is sick, not so much about how much virus or how much pathogen we have inside our bodies. You can have a lot of virus, but if you're healthy, you're healthy. And you can yeah, have so a little. So it's a way of, of, of us you know, trying to figure out if we're getting better, or in this case, the citrus plants are getting better. Yes. And as researchers, for a long time, we've used CT values. You know, yes. We would take leaf samples, run PCR, 
get that CT value and use that to assess whether our treatments were having an effect. But based on what you saw, that's not relevant. Yeah, that's the key point. Like, and like Tripti mentioned, there were two ways. People either looked at the CT values, looked how much silas they have inside the trees, but our results suggested that this is not the right way, that we are not evaluating the health by evaluating how much silas. The other method was the disease index rating, which is better in terms of what we saw, because it is looking at the tree side, not at the pathogen. However, like Tripti mentioned, uh, it's not the best method because it's too subjective. People will evaluate differently. It depends a lot on the situation. So that were, that's when we were thinking that there is some need for a better method to evaluate the health of the trees. And that's where we went to collaborate with Tripti because she had all the field experience and she was looking at similar things at the same time and we started this collaboration. So for either of you, uh, the field, you did some field trials. So what, what in particular were you looking at in these field trials? How did you set those up? Yeah, so then we were thinking there was a need for a different method. Uh, the first thing we did was really look at data that Tripti had from different field trials. And um, our way of thinking was to see what will be correlated with the yield. What we want to have eventually is higher yield or that's a healthy tree, gives mm -hmm. more fruit. So looking at the data, it really came up uh, that the canopy is very important. Every, the things that were related to the canopy were much more correlated with the yield. And the silas values, the, um, the uh, QPCR, CT values, they were not correlated with the yield. It didn't matter. Okay. So then we were uh, focusing on the canopy density as a measurement. And that made a lot of sense for us because if the phloem is plugged, like we saw in the basic research, then we would expect there will be less sugar transport, the tree will not be as strong, will have less energy, and we will expect the canopy to decline. So then to put it into test, we did two kinds of uh, experiments. And the first one, we uh, observed three different field trials um, that were with either Hamling or Valencia and different ages between around 10 years to 20 years. And there we wanted to see if we can divide the health, we can determine the health according to this canopy density. The way that we uh, measure the canopy density at that stage, and we are now suggesting a much easier way for the growers, but mm -hmm. at that stage, the way that we measured it was according to the light that comes through the canopy. What we were looking at is how much light is being absorbed by the canopy, and it's called the uh, interception, the light interception. So more light interception means more canopy, more leaves are absorbing the light, and less interception means the light goes through and there's less leaves. The way we did it at that stage was with a light meter, we are measuring the light above the canopy and the light below. And this, with a simple calculation, we can determine how dense is the canopy. So in both all of those trials, when we divided uh, the trees um, and our cutoff was 85%. So if you are absorbing more than 85% of the light, you're more healthy, you have more canopy. If it's less, we call you 
more sick, mm -hmm. less healthy. And when we divided the trees like this, it was very, very clear that the ones that had the more interception, denser canopy, had about twice the yield, about two times the yield in all of those three field trials. And we measured a lot of different things like micronutrients, mi mi micro and macronutrients. Okay. We measured the chlorophyll, the root density, um, and none of these factors were correlated with the yield in the way that the canopy density was. The only thing that was also correlated was the fruit size and the detachment force, how, how big it is and how much it is connected to the tree, which also makes a lot of sense. And again, the city values, nothing. Okay. So that was the first trial. The second trial, we tried to do it like opposite from the other way. We wanted to see if we know that some treatments uh, um, enhance the health of the tree. So we wanted to see if we give this kind of treatments, is the canopy density also improved. So in these experiments, we were treating uh, trees uh, with the enhanced nutrition program. They got the controlled release fertilizer with higher levels of boron and magnes. Mm -hmm. And um, we wanted to see if these treatments also uh, increase the density. And uh, over four years, it was a four-year trial, and we could see that um, the canopy density is improving. Those trees that got the higher, um, uh, uh, the, the enriched program, they produced more fruits, and they lost less of the canopy compared to the trees that got the normal uh, uh, program. So again, it showed us that there is a very strong correlation between this canopy density and the yield and that canopy density really can be a very uh, good way, reliable way to uh, understand um, your uh, the health and the yield of okay. your trees. And as far as the canopy density, did that also, I guess it translates in terms of reduced fruit drop as well? Yes, so canopy density, we have been finding fruit drop is actually re uh, related to the canopy density. The more canopy you have, less and less drop you have, which eventually helps in improving the yield. Okay. So, and I think there's a lot of things we can do. We, we mentioned as far as improving the canopy density, um, our nutrition program, that's what we kind of go back to. That's always the base program, mm -hmm. making sure we have the right balance of macro and micronutrients. But again, we're, we're doing a lot of other things now, a lot of PGR use in citrus uh, that's having some benefits. Yes. And uh, there's also some other uh, newer therapies being tested right now by growers, some of these, these trunk injections of antibiotics. So there's a lot of things that growers are trying. So I think the goal is if we can, we can really evaluate how well those are working just based on that canopy density. Mm -hmm. And so, so what's the... So um, you mentioned earlier that you were using a light meter to look at the interception of light, but that's probably a little cumbersome for growers to use, not something they want to drag around. It's probably expensive. So maybe Tripti, what did you all come up with as a tool for growers to use now, and how, how does that work? So um, like you said, light meter is one of the best ways or more of a research way to do it. But uh, we have come up with a smartphone method. We call it a selfie stick method. Basically, you put your cell phone 
on a selfie stick and then you are taking the photographs of your tree from underneath the tree looking upwards so what basically you are taking a tree selfie uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and then um, that way you can take if it's a big tree you can take four photographs each quadrant and that gives you an idea how many leaves and are there and then we take it on a software called image it's a publicly available software and then that software can help in uh, differentiating pixels of a leaf versus sky because we want to just account for the leaves yeah. so um, and so you're not asking the growers to do the image software analysis that IFAS your program is going to provide that assistance mm -hmm. what we're looking for is the growers to go out with their, their camera on a selfie stick choose some number of trees and take pictures underneath the tree four different quadrants of the tree how often per year so ideally every six months would be good so if you can take a reading in summer or now spring summer time frame and then another one in winters it would be good um, it's it's really dependent on what a grower can do if you can be consistent let's say you are going to take reading every may Mm -hmm. That's also good enough, but by doing it every six months, you may see some patterns, and also you may see, like we know in winters, the trees do lose a lot of canopy. Maybe you'll see a pattern there, how the trees are doing. So it's just every six months or definitely once a year. If you cannot commit to doing mm -hmm. once a year, then this is not the right method for you because you may not have what to compare. Mm -hmm. How many trees per uh, block or grove need to be done? So more is always better because you are trying to assess the health of the entire grove. Um, now, the more you do is good, but I think what we are suggesting is five trees at this point. And these five trees, it's really important that you follow the same trees throughout mm -hmm. these years. So you will have to flag these trees and um, keep going back to those same trees because the canopy density could be very variable between with HLB, uh, your next tree could be more sick or less sick. These so. probably need to be trees that are very representative of what uh, exactly. your entire grove look like. Don't go pick your best trees or your worst trees, but something that's kind of average for the grove. And again, you said every six months. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of work to me to do this for the grower. I mean, what if they did it every quarter, four times a year? Is that you know, it seems like more data points to me are better. So from research point of view, we are able to see differences in three months, like mm -hmm. uh, the software, uh, not the software, well, the software of the research instrument, but also the smartphone method is um, efficient enough to pick up small differences within three months. So we do see differences. So if growers want to do every three months, they are welcome to do this uh, app is, or, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's not an app. It's a it's a program. <laughs> yeah, we want to get that straight. Yeah. Yeah. There has been some confusion. It's it's we call it the citru, uh, the the canopy assist program. Um, it's not an app. It is not. An so app. so what they're doing, and and we'll have more details on how to do this. But they're they're snapping those pictures, and they're going to have a website that they're going to upload this to. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a mobile friendly mm -hmm. uh, program, so they can do it from their phone. So they even don't have to take the photographs to computer and then send us. They can do it as they are taking the photographs all later on. So it's all okay. mobile friendly. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, some other tips for growers if they're doing this. Um, since we're talking about light and light passing through the canopy, doing this one time on a sunny day and one time on a cloudy day is probably not a good way to do it. You probably want to standardize the conditions so maybe? Actually, with the smartphone method, that's one of the good things that we are able to um, 
we are able to take care of that part. Oh, okay. So, and that's why the growers are encouraged to use it because the research instrument that we use is very sensitive to sunlight and cloud. Okay. But with the smartphone method, we can do it. And then Amit and I, we have been working on an AI tool too. So that is helping in enhancing these images and taking care of this background of sunlight versus cloud. So, okay. Well, that'd be smart. really neat to see the integration with artificial intelligence. That's something that's happening at the university. We're really focusing a lot on and to help speed up and improve our recommendations. So, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing how that goes. So in terms of selecting a tree in the field that you're going to take repeated measurements from, uh, what age tree or what size tree is best? So the method is working pretty well with uh, trees which have fuller canopy or bigger canopy. So I'll say at this point, this program works well for five plus year old trees because we are still working on optimizing the photo method for small trees, like really young trees, which doesn't have, because there's a lot of background that's gonna be on those photographs. Okay. So uh, I'll say if growers have five plus year old trees, they can start using this method for photographs per tree. Uh, is what we are suggesting. Okay. Well, it sounds really straightforward and something that without a lot of time investment on the part of the growers, it's just another good tool to get some data um, and help make decisions, some informed decisions going forward in, in their operations. So uh, maybe to wrap up, can you just, just, let's put it all back together and just walk through one last time uh, how the program works and the, and the steps involved and who does what? Okay, so with this program, again, the goal is to monitor the tree health or the canopy density over time. Um, we are suggesting that growers take um, at least mark five trees and follow those the health of those five trees. And for that, uh, they need to take a photograph or of each quadrant. So let's say a tree, four quadrants are there of each quadrant taking photographs. So that's four photographs per tree facing, putting their phone on a selfie stick and the phone will be facing upwards. Um, and then they can upload these photographs on a link that we are providing. It's a Qualtrics survey where they can just upload all the photographs. And then here on the, in the background, we, uh, IFAS team will be working on converting those photographs into a number, a canopy density number that we'll be sending out to you on the email that you will provide us and you can get a number representative of that each tree that you will be sending us. Okay, so it sounds pretty straightforward and just out of curiosity down the road, um, do you think that the, you'll be able to take those numbers eventually and try to predict yields or anything like that? Uh, that's the ultimate goal. We are working on developing a yield prediction model right now based on the canopy density and canopy volume. Uh, this is something in progress, and I am very hopeful that within this year or next, mm -hmm. <laughs> we will have that. And that's the problem with the yield is it depends on the growth management practices. So your neighbor has 85% canopy and you have 85% canopy, but depending on what they do and what you do, you may have different yields. Okay. But right now this method works well to follow your growth, the same growth over time. Okay. No, it sounds very interesting. So look, I'd like to see how this advances in the future as well. Um, so for growers, to, uh, to wrap up, for growers who are interested in learning more about the program, where, where do they need to go to get more information? So this information will be available on the CREC website under extension, and you can find it as one of the tools that are available for growers, a citrus tool called Canopy Assist. Okay, very good. Uh, any, any final thoughts? 
Well, we'll just encourage all the growers to um, look at the website, see what information we have provided them, and then use this uh, tool. It's, it can be pretty useful in their growth management. Absolutely. Well, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this month's All In for Citrus podcast from the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences statewide citrus team in partnership with Southeast Agnet Radio Network.